0: You know, it's quiet down there and everything. But you think about that graveyard. That's where the men of 1812 were buried, in that same graveyard.
1: Oak Grove Cemetery is the graveyard Janie Everett is talking about. It's located at the very southern edge of Camden County, about 23 miles south of Woodbine.
0: Miss Lou. You see, they took the other reef off the grave.
1: The people buried here span centuries. Soldiers from the War of 1812, like Janie just said, lie on one end. Oak Grove also holds the most soldiers who died from the Revolutionary War in Georgia. Those who passed in this century and in the last one stretch across the rest of the graveyard. Those who died, whether from tragedy or from the natural course of life, rest alongside each other. And the area around Oak Grove is frankly beautiful. Just to the south is the waterfront of St. Mary's River, a dividing line between Georgia and Florida. Palm trees sway with the wind, wooded docks extend out into the marsh while the indigo waters glint in the light of a white-hot sun. Janie walks through the metal gate and towards the west side of the graveyard where some of Camden County's black residents are buried. It's a remnant of segregation.
0: This is what they call the old section and the black section.
1: We arrive at May Hazel Davis's grave. She was one of the assembly line workers killed in the thiacal blast, a mother of three.
0: Now, this is where she was buried 52 years ago. Oh.
1: May Hazel's grave sits under the shade of a cedar tree where a cacophony of birdsong keeps her company.
0: This is it. I mean, you know, all these years, and she had no headstone.
1: For more than 50 years, her grave was marked by nothing else but a concrete slab. No name and no dates, inscribing the beginning and end of her life. Her family was one of the six families of the Thiokol explosion victims who didn't sign on to the lawsuits for various reasons, said Janie. And without the extra money, her family couldn't afford a headstone. But that changed last year. The Thiokol Memorial Project, whose mission is to bring awareness to the tragedy and its victims, raised enough funds to finally install a marble stone at the end of her grave. It reads, July 28, 1938, to February 3, 1971. Patriot of Thiokol. This is Tripwire.
0: May Hazel Davis, mother of three, her parents had given her land to build a home. And she saved up all of her money so that morning on that Wednesday she went to the foreman and she said listen I need a ride after work I want to make the down payment I have to make it today on my house and says oh she says I have my money here's my money here y'all make sure they said okay we'll give you a ride after work she was killed that day and so her dream of having a home went away and she had three sons one of her sons was disabled and her elderly family was left to uh... raise those boys and she's one of the people that never got Annie C. Booth. Gloria
2: W. Booth.
3: Bertha R. Brunswick.
1: When Thiokol became one of the largest employers in the Woodbine area, it was a household name. But in the following decades, the word Thiokol began to fade from the public chatter.
2: Yvonne M.
1: And the story of the tragedy was gradually buried. With the victims and witnesses who passed away year by year.
4: May Hazel Davis.
1: It was buried in thousands of pages of court documents sitting in archives across southern Georgia. And in yellowed newspaper clippings, tucked away into manila folders.
2: My first cousin, Willie May Fuller. Hurley May Hutchinson. My wonderful mother, Annie May Hutchinson James.
5: I want to give a special tribute to the Woodbine choir. Give those uh, young people another hand.
1: Ask a local in Camden County what they know about the FICOL explosion and they'll most likely say, really Never heard of it. And
6: because uh, I'm one of those that didn't know, and then all of a sudden I was like, Wait, what?
1: Some who lived through the event wanted to forget. Others didn't know how to tell this story, or whether they even should. If they should risk unearthing the layers of trauma that they shared but couldn't speak of. But that doesn't mean the scars have faded. Janie left Woodbine a year after the explosion happened. She graduated high school and joined the U.S. Army, then continued her work with the federal government, working for the Department of Energy and Homeland Security in Washington, D.C. On September 11, 2001, when the entire world watched the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center crumble, Janie was at the nation's capital, working the aftermath of the attack.
0: I was up all day long working in emergencies. I was over the nuclear weapons, the oil, the gas, <laughs> power lines, everything. The moment the plane hit that building, I knew we was going to war.
1: She watched yet another war unfold. The War on Terror. A global conflict that lasted for two decades and spanned multiple wars. The repercussions of which are still ongoing. The people who live through war, experience war, know it doesn't really end. The people who get hurt never really heal. Not completely. In 2011, Janie retired and went back home to Woodbine, Georgia. In all those years, She never forgot about Woodbine.
0: Poor don't live here. We never believed it. We had clothes, we had food, we had God, we had everything we needed.
1: She never forgot the community she grew up with, the people who brought her up when she was a young girl.
0: Woodbine, the north end of the county, trust me, has got a lot of strength. We don't have a lot of people, but we got a lot of strength.
1: But after all those years away, Woodbine, as strong as Janie believed the community to be, hadn't healed. My mother, Lucille Washington Everett, who narrowly survived the blast. She got a hearing back,
0: her back got better. She still has the burn marks, but she she always talks about that fire running the gamut up The
1: memories of the fire in building M132 never left her mother. The sound of it... And howling like a voice. ...is what she remembers most.
0: So you have these people that are still being haunted by these memories.
1: Yet very few people, sometimes not even close relatives, knew what had happened in Woodbine on February 3rd, 1971. Janie first realized this when she was babysitting her nephew's kids one day around Christmas in 2013. They had no idea their family members and their friends had been killed in an explosion.
0: I said, nobody never told y'all about this history. I said, your great-grandmama was killed out there, and my mama was almost killed out there. They said, no, nobody never told us.
1: That got Janie wondering just how much this part of local history was even preserved.
0: I went to the Brian Lang Historical Society, and that's when I found out they had a little or nothing.
1: The Brian Lang Historical Archives is the official archive of Camden County.
0: In the Camden County History Book, they only had two lines in the history book. And it says one of the most devastating of tragedies in Camden County occurred on February 3rd, 1971. When a magnesium flare assembly building was leveled by a blast which killed 29 workers and injured many more. Fire call cooperation was generous in its help to the injured workers and the families of the deceased. That's all they said. Two lines. They didn't even call these people's names out.
1: That didn't feel right, she thought. It wasn't fair that every February 3rd, her mom would remember the horror from that day and cry.
0: And she said, no, she said, all my co-workers, all of them got killed. Nobody cares about them. Nobody cares.
1: But it wasn't just her mom, Janie found, who felt like they had to mourn in silence.
0: I,
4: t- I, I let out a lot of worry or whatever on the third because it seemed like that's my special day seem like that's my special day. I'm no good to nobody. No good to nobody. I just want to be left alone.
1: Every February 3rd, Teresa Lang Brown prays and prays.
4: I pray that all the families are doing good. I pray that the children that miss their mamas and, and daddies That they would have a sweet mom and daddy come and take care of them. I just want them to know that this is not going away. You always, always remember.
1: But prayer keeps Teresa going. It helps her try to make sense of the senseless.
4: I, I pray that one day we'll know why Because right now we don't know why. We don't know why this happened.
0: So, Pastor Arbor, you want me to give you a tour of the museum? (laughs) Yes. Okay. See, I told him to come in, you know, I didn't know how y'all wanted it done.
1: <laughs> the more the, oh, I already there heard her, yeah. from the yeah. from the interviews. She's a star pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're we're telling her we'll get her a place in Atlanta, she can go work at you know <laughs> the studios up there after that. <laughs> She's a survivor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh.
0: Welcome to the Fai Call Memorial Museum. And what we have here...
1: From that point forward, Janie began to gather the history from scratch.
0: And then I started talking to people like Ms. Emma Lou and all of them. They had all this good stuff. Nobody never asked them for it. In
1: 2015, Janie founded the Thiokol Memorial Project. The nonprofit rents a building off of the main thoroughfare in Kingsland, a city 10 miles south of Woodbine. It serves as the home base for the Thiokol Memorial Museum, it's a small room with its walls chock full of newspaper clippings, old photos, and documents related to Thiokol.
0: This is the return to work order. It's dated March 5th. This is a letter here from Ms. Monarch. These are like time cards and memorandums and the fire marshal's report. We had to rebuild this history, interview people, go to and, and have people give us the actual artifacts.
1: Over the years, survivors and witnesses piece together this painful part of Woodbine history. But the museum doesn't just focus on the tragedy.
0: Now this um, exhibit here is spirit.
1: It highlights the resiliency of the workers. Where they came together. And the united effort of the people who helped in the rescue.
0: And people of all different uh, colors, diversity.
1: It marks this event as a pivotal moment in American history and tells the story of ordinary heroes.
0: Recognize that even ordinary people have a part to play in life.
2: My dad was at Thy Call that day. That was his place of employment. He was actually a supervisor. And
1: um, Kizzy Knight currently serves as the mayor of Woodbine. Like many of her constituents, she has her own ties to Thiokol.
2: Over the years, I've watched my dad struggle with some things and never really could understand. You know, you just think that's just the way, you know, hey, that's just the way it is. But after I really understood and realized a lot of the things that happened that day, a lot of things that they were exposed to and a lot of things that they had to experience, I understood that he could have possibly been suffering from PTSD.
1: While her dad wasn't
2: physically harmed, but certainly he was mentally scarred by the things that happened that day at Thy Call. I didn't hear about Thy Call in school. Um, I, I just didn't hear about it. And then by the time I became a teenager, a lot of the chatter about Thy Call had kind of gone silent.
1: The Thiokol Memorial Project over the years has worked to change that. The museum in Kingsland is run mainly by Janie, as well as locals and volunteers. Their main goals are to educate and commemorate. And together, they've accomplished a lot. Now, when you drive down Georgia Interstate 95 and take the exit into Woodbine, you'll see a sign that says Patriots of Thiokol Memorial Interchange. Janie and her team attend municipal and county meetings and hound the local officials. This year, they've managed to secure county funding for the museum and the memorial project. And every year, the Thiokol Memorial Project hosts a commemoration ceremony.
0: Every year we have a ceremony on February the 3rd where we remember our people.
7: It's the universal timeless story of the human condition of honor and courage, of compassion and gratitude, of effort and teamwork, of forgiveness and charity, of growth and advancement. The Thiokol Museum in Kingsland is a testament to that legacy. It's a treasure trove of videos, pictures, newspaper clippings, artifacts, and documents. But what impacted me most when I first visited with those 29 photographs of people who died on February 3rd, 1971.
1: Community members, local officials, and students attend and learn about this overlooked part of Georgia's history.
7: We celebrate not the destruction, but the human spirit that distinguished the patriots and heroes who lived and died there that day.
1: At 1053, Camden County schools observe a moment of silence.
5: Now we will be honored with a moment of silence.
1: Because of these efforts, the story has slowly been brought out of the shadows. Adults and children alike are learning about the city's history, and sometimes their family history.
0: And, um, but I think sometimes when you put the survivors... With the young people, that's when they really start talking. Because the kids, they just light up. Good. Good. Thank, you. Thank you. Are you guys with or? Yes. Yes, we are. We are. What
6: grade are you guys? Fifth Fifth grade. Oh, fifth grade. She, she,
1: she doesn't look like she's fifth grade. She's sure. short. She's short. She's I'm short, um, short. Um, I'm short? When you talk with some of the children from Woodbine Elementary School, you realize how deep the story runs within the town.
0: Some of our family friends were involved and have relatives, and so we knew a little bit. A little bit? A little bit.
1: Yes. What yes. did you guys
3: like know about what happened? We knew
1: did that the explosion happened. The explosion. Happen. It explosion, explosion yeah, we just,
4: at the chemical plant. It yeah. killed many people. Okay. I know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know a lot mm-hmm. about it. How did you hear you
3: know about? It?
1: When you ask them why it's important to learn about this, their answers are almost instinctual. So
6: when there's events, you know what's happening, what's going on in your community, and how to help. It's,
4: important. it's really important. It's very important to learn about this. All I know is that it seems like some of them are
3: related to some of my family members. I just heard it the last name.
1: And I'm kind of yeah. glad we went to the memorial just to see how people... I didn't know it was we this know more terrible. About it and, like, the
6: history and how the people, like... What happened to
4: them, and we know their story
5: now. Miss Janie Everett, when she left the Army and came back to St. Mary's. And she started talking about thigh call, and I always try to push her aside, but she was one of my church members, so I had to listen to her sometimes. <laughs> and she said, Artie, somebody's got to do something. I said, Janie, let it die. Leave it alone. We remember those folks. They were great people, but let them just rest in peace. And she said, I can't do it. She said, we, re- we need to remember those people and ever since then she's been going. And I didn't think that she would get some of the things accomplished that she did, but I bet you my bottom dollar that everything that she has on her agenda, if she lives long enough, she's gonna get it done.
1: Right. Exactly. Janie has plans to expand the museum into a larger education center. She envisions a national park, so that anyone who comes to Woodbine can't miss this piece of history. But right now, her main priority is honoring the victims of the Thiokol Explosion with a Presidential Medal of Freedom. According to the official White House description, the Presidential Medal of Freedom is the nation's highest civilian honor, presented to individuals who have made exemplary contributions to the prosperity, values, or security of the United States, world peace, or other significant societal, public, or private endeavors.
0: That's why right now we have that uh, petition online uh, under change.org. You go to thicholmemorial.org slash petition. We want everybody in America to sign for the 30 people to get the Congressional Gold Medal and to bring a national park to Camden County. So
3: every- It took a time for me to get over this because of what I've seen. But with God help, he helped me to get over it. That's why I can talk about it now without breaking down,
1: crying. That's Henrietta Lee, one of the survivors. She still lives with the injuries from the thiocall blast. I got
3: clamps here and clamps up here, metal clamps.
1: While Henrietta survived, her sister didn't. But she and other survivors have finally found healing in retelling their stories.
3: Because that's something that didn't need to shove under the rug and forget about it in Camden County. Don't need to do that. So many people lost their lives. You deserve a medal of freedom, you know, because my sister, how she died, her children deserve the medal of freedom. You sure do.
6: It was a Wednesday morning like many Wednesdays before, soon to be the worst Wednesday of our lives. Fifty-two years ago, we hugged our loved ones, kissed them as they walked out the door, twenty-four of them. We would see no more. Built in 132, filled with laughter, the sound of a working day. At 1053, it was blown away. 24 lives immediately lost. Five others laid a pay. The,
1: cold. the Tripwire Podcast is a production of the Savannah Morning News. Executive producers are Ann and Pat Longstreth, Zach Dennis, and me, Nancy Guan. Music for the show was written and performed by Andrew Sovine. Learn more about his work at andrewsovine.com. Special thanks goes to Janie Everett and the Thiacal Memorial Project. Learn more about the project at thyaclememorial.org. Yes, yes. We
6: rose. We lost our mothers, our fathers, our sisters and brothers. Affected were the lives of countless others. In San suffered bodily harm. Rescue came from as far as Florida to answer the alarm. The building shook from as far as 11 miles away. While the friends and loved ones could only stand at the gate And pray pray that their loved ones were okay Mm -hmm. February 3rd, 71 Was an awful day but But we rose To the brightness of a new day We rose The memories of our loved ones will never fade from the ashes we rose. And yet today, many of us remain still bruised. Few more aches and a few more pains. From this life, many have gone. Names once etched in our hearts are now etched in stone. And a monument now stand with the names of those is there just to remind us that from the ashes we rose to the brightness of of a new day we rose Mm -hmm. the memories of our loved ones will never fade from the ashes from